Welcome to Two Minds Today with your host, Charlene, authority in leadership development, and Hale, an expert community builder. The pod all about best practices to get you noticed and ahead in your professional life. Welcome back, Hale. Yes. Good afternoon, Charlene. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's so nice to see you again and chat. And this week, for everybody, we're going to be talking about sharing, sharing, sharing. How much is too much? How much is too little? What's that balance that we want to strike at work about sharing? And actually, I have to say, like, before we start, I do think about that in the context of our podcast, like how much is too yeah. much sharing, you know, with respect to our personal think about lives. about it and all I the think, time. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm like, well... I mean, I guess I don't know who's listening to our podcast and how much to say and and not to say. And yeah, for sure. I think about it all the time with our podcast. And I and think like there's there's this this feeling that everyone wants to be their authentic self. And so I think today we're gonna kind of blend how do we be our authentic self and share and and how you're gonna do that in in a work form and in a public form. So Absolutely. let's start us off selective sharing, um, mastering less is more. Tell us what you think that means. Yeah. You know, you said, uh, everybody wants to be their authentic self and, you know, it just got me thinking this whole business of your authentic self. Like, do we really want to share our full authentic self? Like, do I need to know that you had trouble cutting your toenails this morning? Like, Oh, is that really like something you got to bring to the workforce? Like we really yeah. have to think about it because we have many sides to ourselves. You show a different yeah. self to your mother than you did to your father, to your brother, your sister, your best friend. Like each relationship is different. And when we come into the workforce, it is a different type of relationship that I think that, yes, you got to show your authentic self, but do you really... Like there's, I think less is more when it comes to work. I, you know, authenticity maybe into the sense of like, we want to accept our backgrounds and who we are and like our cultural heritage, maybe. But I think that work in a lot of parts is about fitting into the workspace. Yeah, you might disagree, yeah. Shirley. Well, so I don't know <laughs> if I agree or disagree. I will, I will state that I am like a very transparent person. Like I feel like I just in my work and my personal life and this podcast, I don't have like a lot of energy to be like coded. So I think like I can know what the right thing is to do and then I might do something different. So just like want to name that a little bit of, I don't know if it's hypocrisy or like a learning edge I'm still working on. Like I I will absolutely have those moments of like, why'd I do that? I shouldn't have said that. Right. And, and I've been in this career for a long time and that still happens. And I, and I think like, it's, it's something that I, yeah, that I, that I think about a lot. And I, and I think that when we say striking the balance of personal stories and professionalism, I remember reading a book a really long time ago about getting hired. And with a question that comes up is like, um, whatever, how doesn't matter what the question is, what are your strengths? Whatever the question is, the book essentially was like, tell it in a story, have a story that is like, Oh, this one time when I was working on a project, blah, 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 right? And this is a little bit similar with your elevator pitch. Anything you're going to do, have it couched in a story. So when you're thinking of personal stories, 
figure out how they can relate to profession, right? Even if you're going to bring in your children, your anything, how can you sort of morph that story um, into, into a, like appropriate and connecting for the workplace? Because I think if you go into the workplace and you don't share about yourself at all, this definitely comes up like, how was your weekend and things like that, um, then you're going to have a harder time I start, I start all my Monday meetings with like, how was your weekend? And I, I feel like we come to work as whole people. So I, I think it's important to leave space, which means I think you need to have a story every Monday that you're going to share with people that, you know, your kid's soccer game, whatever it is. I don't know. That's what I think. So it is true. Look, at the end of the day, our workforce, you are working with people and you need to have relationships. And that's where the authentic self comes in because you have to you have to be true to yourself in order to have a relationship with someone else. The question becomes like, how much do you want to share and not share? And what you just said about thinking about what you want to say about your weekend when you come in on Monday is a really good, you know, segment to segue to our next segment, which is about yeah. icebreakers, right? Making yeah. icebreakers easy. Um, because icebreakers is one of those ways where in a workforce, we are, you know, formalizing that relationship and what you can and can't share. And if you're like me, you don't do it right which means I don't think about this icebreaker. Somebody says, okay, give us two truths and a lie or give us your favorite <laughs> car. And as it's going around the circle, I'm sitting there like not listening to anything that anyone else is saying. So completely losing the time and the, the opportunity to connect with someone else or have something to talk to them about after the meeting because all I'm doing is obsessing over what I should be saying. And so what you just said yeah. Think about your weekend story. You got to think about those icebreakers ahead yeah. of time and so have it prepared. Have it prepared and have like your pocket stories. But I would love to give a few tips on the other end. If you are a person leading an icebreaker, here, here are a few things. One, consistency helps. We found that like we, so I run large Zoom meetings. And what we started doing is before we open the Zoom, really to appeal actually Hillette, to something you just said, is we have to acknowledge people have different processing times, right? Like that is just some people are outward processors, some people are inward processors. So like, let's say, um, so starting 10 minutes before the Zoom, the Zoom is closed. Um, we found asking very easy questions, like one word answer questions. Um, what was the one we just asked is what was your childhood dream job? What do you love to cook? What, you know, like very simple answers. We put it in the Zoom chat in the waiting room before anybody could possibly like have that time that gives everybody the time. And what we do is today's opening question is, and we really keep it consistent from week to week so that like the culture um, for us is that someone is going to right away know, okay, I'm going to come into Zoom. Also, there's, there, this is, you know, a couple, lot, a lot of people in the Zoom, I'm not grading if you answered or if you didn't answer. Um, we, there is studies out there that says if you don't speak up in the first X amount of time in a meeting, then you won't say anything the whole time. So getting a little bit of that communication, if you're wondering like, why do people do icebreakers? They're awful. Um, really it's to like increase the vibe in the um, communication around a meeting. So we try and be really consistent. We also ask really simple questions. Um, and the question, the true truth and the lie also always gives me anxiety. And like, I think the way, if you want a trick to that, I think the people, the way people have worked their way out of that is, is numbers, right? 
I lived in seven cities. I didn't live in seven cities. I lived in eight, right? Like it's, it's like those little switches. If you have trouble answering that question, think of three truths and alter one. Um, but, but yeah, there's like five icebreakers that get asked every time, have little answers for each. And when you are doing the asking, really keep in mind people's professional and personal boundaries when you're asking these questions and think about how you can prep people for them. I think both of those are going to get you much I more love success. It. Yes, I love, I love it. So if you're on the receiving end of the icebreaker, prepare. And if you're putting out the icebreaker, think about making it simple, easy. I also like using yeah. Menti because I, everybody you, gets I hate bringing people out of a Zoom. I feel like our life is complicated yeah, enough. True. I know, I know. True. That's true. All right. Um, so let's go on to our next. allows people to be anonymous. So we should flag that, that people might be more comfortable when they could be anonymous. I, I do like that. And I think what's nice about Menti is you get like the group dynamic of it. You feel, oh, mm -hmm. everyone feels less the way you're done. So it adds a little bit more information. All yeah. right. Let's go on as we're like, we're almost finishing up. We don't want to keep you here too long today. I want to like give you the bit of uh, what we're thinking. Um, the last thing is what about Slack communication and other forms of informal communication in the workforce. Can you overshare in there? Like, what do you do? You have any etiquette tips for that, Charlene? So I, one, yes, definitely oversharing. I we just took harassment training. Please don't put jokes, things like that, in there. Um, that to state the obvious. To go it a step further, I am the biggest culprit of typing something in we use Teams, same Slack, and like getting it out fast and then going back then going back and editing all of my typos. Um, I now have installed Grammarly into my computer. So it actually like, as I type, it can edit for me because I feel like I've been too casual and I wanted to be like, okay, let's fix this a little bit. I don't check it for every Teams chat. Um, but yes, there is definitely a way to be too informal. But, but I also think like Slack, you should be more informal, right? Like I, I think that and and with that it's it's quicker it's shorter it's like sometimes when we do emails we spend 10 minutes phrasing like i hope this email finds you well which i think was like one of our very first podcasts we ever did right and it was right. like forget all that like no pleasantries and you're like hey here's the thing right so i i think like it's true it's true i do think though in slack and uh, any kind of uh, office communication you have to match the style of everybody else who's there yeah, to a so certain true. extent yes. so if other people are being a little more casual, you can be a little bit more casual. Yeah. Just be careful of like the basket of things you want to share. And if everyone's being more, you know, if they're not using formal language, you don't use formal language. But remember, like, here's the lawyer in me. That is a written record of everything that you are writing, right? So yeah. ju just because like that could be, you know, it could be beneficial or it could be harmful. I I would love to keep going on this, Charlene. I don't know if you want to give one or two. I'll give, I'll give my last and, thought on Slack. It's thought? the same yeah. advice I gave my 10-year-old. Don't put anything in typing you wouldn't want read in a courtroom. Um, that, yeah, so true. That, and even if you delete <laughs> it, it's, it's still there. It's still there. There's no such thing as anything being deleted. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up for us today with respect to sharing folks. Listen, selective sharing is always important. You want to be your authentic self, but think about what you're, what you're bringing to the table. Icebreakers make it easy. If you're putting it out there, plan ahead. It's okay to have the same jokes over and over again. Think about our most, you know, well-known comedians. They're always saying the same thing yep. again. It's okay. And Last but not least, informal communication, Slack etiquette, whatever, you know, whatever your office uses, whether they're doing Teams, 
just match the style of everyone else. And remember, it is written. And as Charlene says to her son, would you want it read in a courtyard? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining. And as always, we encourage everybody to learn just a little bit more every day. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care. And thought-provoking, be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest insights in the industry. And remember to share this episode with colleagues and friends who will find it helpful. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.